Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. So how do you know if you want to step into leadership or not? That's what we're going to talk about today in this episode of the Midlife Career Rebel Podcast. Now, I remember talking with a client before we started our work together, and she told me that she wanted to work with me in order to promote into a leadership position, or at least into the next level of leadership, right? She was already in a leadership role, but she wanted to continue on that ladder. And when I asked her why, her reasoning was, well, why not? Isn't that the next step? And there was also this idea that if she didn't pursue this obvious next step, that it meant that she wasn't on track or somehow or other she was derailing her career, right? And so many people feel that way. But why? Well, I think there is this assumption that if you step into a leadership role, that that is the only pathway to success, that that's the obvious level of success that you need to achieve. But honestly, that really depends on how you define success for yourself, which, hint, hint, most people do not do. And listen, while there's nothing wrong with pursuing a leadership role, it's not the only pathway to success. The two are not synonymous. I mean, most people in professional positions like law, medicine, accounting, engineering, or IT, they don't necessarily have to be the quote unquote heads of something in order to make an impact in their careers. This climb the ladder mentality is very much alive and present in most corporate or academic leadership or other administrative structures found in various industries. But instead of focusing on the title, which really this is about, I think it's important to focus on individual goals and values. And for some, success is found through achieving high levels of mastery or expertise in their field. Or it could be defined by having a positive impact on their community or on the world at some social level. And for some, it's the ability to do impactful work while still having the ability to pursue personal passions and interests. Now, throughout my career, I've always been pushed into leadership roles because I've been told that I exude leadership qualities. And I was always really good at whatever it was I was doing, mostly because I enjoyed, for the most part, what I was doing. Now, and actually, even if I didn't enjoy it, I did it well. Let's just be honest. I did think I just have a work ethic to always perform at a great level. And it was complimentary, but it really never was something that I desired for myself. I, I never went into any of my careers thinking, What's next? Let's be a leader. Let's be the head of this. Let's run this. I've always went into my work thinking about the work. Now, we have a history of promoting top performers into leadership roles without the necessary training and coaching that they need to be effective, which is a whole other road we can go down. But I want to stay on topic here. 
So based on well-meaning mentors, I did take on these various leadership roles. I've served as a director for a few companies and even as an associate dean. And in many of these roles, I was being groomed to step into what was next, which was either a VP level or even being promoted to provost and beyond. But the problem was I had this love-hate relationship with the leadership status that I would hold in these various situations, right? On the one hand, I admit I do love being in control and I love making decisions that will have wide and lasting impact. But on the other hand, I didn't enjoy managing budgets, people, the constant seemingly never-ending meetings, and basically all of the administrative responsibilities that came with the leadership role. And it wasn't that I couldn't do it, I just didn't love it. I wasn't thriving. It wasn't aligned with my values, my interests, my strengths, or even something I really desired to do. I mean, I will admit the one thing I did enjoy about being an attorney is that in many ways, and there were a few other things, but really in many ways you were a leader because you manage your cases. You were fully responsible for every aspect of it, right? I was the one in charge of you know discovery motions and filing motions and when I would interview witnesses and flying out around the country to take depositions and things of that nature. And I had this efficient amount of support from legal assistants and other support staff to really be effective. The other role, though, that I really enjoyed was my time when I was an HR director for a small transportation company, a leadership role. In fact, I reported to the president. And what I loved most about that role was that I created that department for them. Their vice president of administration was the one who was kind of doing all of it. But her role was going to be redefined and they needed someone to fully take responsibility for the HR function of the department because she couldn't do it all. And honestly, she really didn't have the expertise in it. And so I was brought in to really help to develop this department, right? They had a payroll person and then they had the VP of administration. So it completely got restructured with my entry. And while I was there, I was able to create the entire compensation program for the company. I created training and development programs. I created an executive leadership program to really train the top leaders and also to support those who wanted to move into leadership. I created the onboarding and offboarding policies, the compliance system for the organization, and so much more. It was a joy. And because I reported directly to the president, I was able to have his ear. And I love that he valued my input and advice and would actually back my initiatives because he knew whatever I suggested would really impact the company well. It didn't help also that I was bringing in not only my experience, but a law degree, which he really loved in particular. So what did I love so much about this position over the other roles that I was in, in terms of a leadership role? Well, first and foremost, one of my deepest and most important personal values was met, which was freedom, right? And the other one, which was creativity. I am a person who vibes and strives off of being left alone and to create things that can actually make an impact, right? I know that about myself. So I thrive working independently when I have a focus and a purpose. I hate red tape and bureaucracy, and I don't like making decisions by a committee. <laughs> I don't like feeling restricted or constrained. I don't like doing the same thing in and out every single day. And I love to be able to do the work that I want to do and what I think is best. 
So knowing that, it's probably not a shock that I actually work for myself now, (laughs) because sometimes those roles are really far between and hard to find. But the point I'm really trying to make here is that if you're wondering if leadership is for you, make sure that you secure a position that aligns with your deeply rooted values and interests and strengths. Don't just focus on the title or succumb to this misguided notion that the right move for you has to be a leadership position. And without this level of self-examination, this understanding that I had about myself, and unless you engage in something similarly, you're going to end up in a leadership role that you may struggle with, right? That you're out of alignment with, or worse, you'll think something's wrong with you or that you're just not an effective leader, right? You'll think that you just can't cut it, but it's only because the way in which you're showing up as a leader and the skills you're using and the way you're being called upon to lead is not in alignment with what's the best way for you to be in that leadership role. So ultimately, career success isn't about a title or being in leadership or walking away from your career as vice president or president of something. It's about finding fulfillment and satisfaction in your work. And that can be achieved through a variety of different paths and maybe even through leadership if if it's the right type of leadership role for you. So let's start with the obvious first question. Like, why do you want to be in leadership? And if your answer is, it's because it's the next step, it's what I think it should be, it's what everyone tells me that I should be, or all of my mentors are pointing me in that direction, then stop and start over because you really don't know why. Your answer is because of external factors and not something that you've really thought about in terms of what's best for yourself. Then you wanna ask yourself, what kind of leader do I wanna be? Do I want to lead massive teams? Do I want to manage massive budgets? Do I want this line role in which everything ultimately comes up to me? Or do I want this kind of horizontal role where I'm just responsible for what I'm responsible for? And finally, what do you want your leadership to look like, right? How are you going to show up in that space? These are three important questions to ask you, ask yourself when you're thinking about whether or not it's time to pursue or to step into a leadership role. And these three core questions will allow you to deeply explore that reasoning and rationale before you go after or even accept an offer in a leadership position. And listen, I know title and money and benefits are amazing things to have, and that usually comes when you move up the rank, and it could be a really big temptation. But the title, money, and benefits that come with the right leadership position are just as amazing, like I had when I stepped into this HR director position and basically built it for this company. None of that will mean anything, though, if you're not happy and you're miserable and you're not operating at your highest possible level. So consider the other ways that you can show up as a leader in your career without having a formal leadership title, right? If you want to be in leadership because you want to be an example for the next generation and be in a position to guide their futures, you can be a mentor, right? And you don't need a leadership title to do that. You can share your knowledge and expertise with other colleagues or the next generation, guiding them through difficult choices and situations and helping them to grow and develop in their lives and careers. You can also share your insights and expertise in your field and industry through articles, blogs, podcasts, or social media postings as a thought leader, right? Think about the gurus that you read and that you quote and follow because of their knowledge and wisdom. 
And so you can be that for so many others worldwide. This will give you leverage and the ability to influence practices and policies, not just in your organization, but possibly in your entire industry. And maybe you like having temporary ownership of projects or initiatives and for a prescribed amount of time where you're providing direction to committee members, you're inspiring them to meet objectives and goals and making sure that you complete your tasks within and under budget. And then when the project committee or initiative is over, you get to go back to doing whatever you were doing or you can seek out the next project or initiative to lead. And for some people, this type of situational leadership is perfect. It's perfect because it allows them to demonstrate their leadership skills, make a meaningful impact without any of the formal strings and long-term responsibilities of a full-time leadership position. Now, this is why knowing the answers to those three questions I posed is so important because it'll help to guide your decisions and lead you to the right place. Now, I also had a client who was trying to promote into a director level position within her company because she believed it was the right next step for her career and was frustrated and a little bit pissed when she was passed over, even thinking about leaving the company. But after she got crystal clear on her answers to those three key questions and thought about her own deep non-negotiable values and the impact she wanted to make, she discovered a completely new career path and became a chief of staff. Yes, a leadership role, but not the type of leadership role she initially thought she needed to go after. Why? Because how she liked to lead and what was aligned with her values was found in that role. It allowed her to show up in a way of leadership that was more aligned to herself than being a director over a division. Now, maybe your leadership is demonstrated by fostering collaboration and teamwork and positively influencing others, building relationships and encouraging cooperation. Maybe your style of leadership is leading from within the team or department, right? Not having the title, but just being that voice and that push and that encouragement that helps to create a culture of mutual respect and collective winning. Or maybe you're an advocate for change and you don't want to be shackled with the formalities of leadership because then you can't be free to raise awareness, encourage action, and lead large-scale change initiatives, whether they're inside or outside of your organization. Now, if on the other hand, you realize you do want to promote into higher levels of leadership, then again, I invite you to weigh what the attributes are of a good leader and to see how much aligned they are with, again, your values, your interests, your strengths, your passion, your zone of genius, those deeply held things that really guide and motivate you. Too often, as I mentioned earlier, organizations will promote the hard worker over the and the high producer without really exploring whether or not they're truly qualified to be an effective leader. But remember, people don't leave organizations, they leave shitty managers. And when that happens, the company is left with a dilemma about what to do with this great worker and high performer that's driving their people away, right? So, and most of it is because of not understanding what it takes to be a good leader, not training them to be effective good leaders, or even checking to see if they want to be a leader. So if you're thinking leadership is for me, 
then I want you to consider these key attributes and to see if they're in your wheelhouse. Now, I don't want you to look at these and think, oh, I don't have the skill, therefore I can't be a leader. Sometimes you have the skill, but the question is, do you really wanna be operating in this place or do you wanna be operating in a different way? So do you have a clear and compelling vision for the future? And it's not just for yourself, but for your department and how you want it to run and how the vision for your department is aligned with the larger organizational vision and values. And can you clearly articulate and communicate that vision in a way that inspires and motivates? By the way, do you have strong communication skills, including active listening, giving feedback, and clearly and concisely articulating ideas and communicating your expectations effectively? Are you empathetic, meaning you can connect with others and understand their needs and concerns and provide a space of trust for them to be able to operate effectively? And empathy, by the way, has become one of the most critical leadership skills that you can have since the pandemic. And what's your level of vulnerability and accountability? Do you take responsibility for your mistakes? Are you willing to even make mistakes and allow others to make them as well and foster an environment where mistakes allow us to learn? What about adaptability and agility? These are must-have skills to lead in the volatile, uncertain, and complex, and ambiguous environment that we're currently finding ourselves in. And the agility to pivot on a dime in a new direction once you receive new information is essential. Are you decisive or do you have a hard time making decisions? Are you willing to take risks and achieve successful outcomes? Are you a critical and strategic thinker? Where there's some level, while there is some level of charisma necessary to be a relatable leader, it's not really as important as having the ability to think critically and strategically. In fact, CEOs around the world have collectively agreed that critical thinking skills are becoming a very hard commodity to find in both employees and leaders. And are you a team player? Are you able to collaborate effectively with stakeholders or other people in other departments or even your own team? Can you easily build relationships, negotiate effectively and collectively work toward a common goal? How about your resiliency? Can you easily bounce back from setbacks and failures? Do you see setbacks and failures as learning opportunities or do you think it means you're ineffective? Resiliency is key. Now, this is a good list to use to not only assess your own skill levels, but as I said, most importantly, your values and interest levels. Because just because you can do something doesn't mean you want to be in an environment or situation where you have to do it or be challenged by it all the time, right? When I think about collaboration, for example, yes, I can collaborate, but do I rather work independently? Absolutely. When I think about um, agility or adaptability, I love being agile and adaptable, maybe to a fault and maybe more so than I would be able to be if I was leading a department or leading a division, right? Am I empathetic? Yes. Do I want to spend my time being empathetic with other people on my team? Maybe not, <laughs> right? So these are legitimate questions to ask yourself to understand whether or not you want to embody these skills on a day-to-day -day basis in your role as a leader. Now, you can also ask for feedback from trusted colleagues and those who are familiar with how you work to help you clarify any blind spots that you may not have noticed or seen in yourself. You know, it's the best way is something I do with everyone when they're trying to build a brand. And it's something I suggest you do if you're looking to step into opportunities that are otherwise something that you aren't sure if you want, but think you should do. 
And did I mention that self-awareness is another important leadership role and skill to have? It absolutely is. And if you do decide leadership is for you, just be clear on the type of position that's right for you, particularly before you go to your manager and express an interest in being promoted. Because if you're not clear, right, another key leadership skill, you may end up in a role that's not quite right for you. Now, the bottom line is just be honest with yourself and then confident in whatever decision you decide to make, because it's not about what others think or believe about where you need to be in your career or the positions that you think are right for you. It's about what you believe. Deciding whether or not to pursue a leadership role is a personal decision that depends on your interests, goals, and values. You're finding a theme here? (laughs) While leadership can offer many opportunities for personal and professional growth, it's not the only pathway. You can exercise your leadership skills in many ways without being in a formal leadership role. So knowing yourself and what you want is really the bottom line. So choose wisely. Now, our company does a lot of leadership development and coaching for senior level and executive women. Some are pursuing more significant leadership roles and others are trying to answer these questions for themselves. It's because we work on both ends of the spectrum that makes us so good at supporting women to achieve either endeavor. And whether helping an organization construct a powerful talent optimization program that fosters the advancement of leadership, particularly inclusive leadership, or coaching women directly on their path, reach out and let us know which you need and the support that we can offer you. Well, that's it for this episode, Rebels. Until next time, have an amazingly rebellious week. Make the right choices for yourself, and I'll see you soon. That's it for this week's episode. Hey, and if you're loving what you're learning, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. Also, don't forget to read the show notes and grab the free resources mentioned so you can start implementing what you're learning right away. Finally, are you ready to unlock your potential and fearlessly go after the career and life you want? Then join me and a community of other high-achieving women in midlife, stepping into new levels of leadership, switching it up to do the meaningful and fulfilling work they're meant to do, and glowing up by creating the systems of freedom to achieve their dreams in Fearless, the Career Rebel Academy. You'll find the link in the show notes. Simply fill out the application, and together, we'll determine if this is the right fit for you. I can't wait to see you there.